Hey guys, and welcome to We More Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wizigan High School in the suburb of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Thanks to Sean Mackeman for a fun conversation and a great time. Episode 119 in the archives. If you haven't listened to the last episode, it's there for you. Like I mentioned at the end of the episode, that was the last day of uh, big human interaction for me before all the COVID stuff took place. So a nice little stamp in life uh, for that episode. The Instagram is We Weren't Friends in High School. The podcast is available everywhere you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other ones out there. And of course, as always, if you have a problem finding the podcast, just ask me. I'll help you find it uh, no matter what you use. I am at RedshirtPlaya everywhere and YouTube.com slash RedshirtPlaya. During the lockdown, uh, I've continued recording over Zoom. The podcasts are going to stay the podcast. It's going to sound maybe a little bit different, most likely, but uh, I'm going through a lot of lengths to try to keep things as normal as possible. Uh, But since I've got this Zoom video now, uh, you'll be able to see my guests on YouTube. So that will start in two weeks with episode 201. At the end of this episode, I'll fill you guys in on my first guest uh, for, I guess, the, the summer school session <laughs> of, uh, of We Weren't Friends in High School. My guest this week is Holly Fiore, a.k.a. Holly Beck. Uh, I know Holly from fourth grade, I guess, is when, uh, is when I first met her in Mrs. Roebuck's class, which we're going to talk about. But I never really interacted with Holly in school after fourth grade, uh, despite the fact that I kind of had like a huge crush on Holly growing up. And like most crushes, uh, Holly was on the top of the list for me of people that I wanted to interview. Um, And when I first thought about this podcast, uh, which was a year ago now, Holly was someone that I thought would certainly pique people's interest. Uh, She was very talked about growing up, and a lot of it was revolving around Uh, her sexuality, and I guess you could say reputation. Um, But I was really curious about the reality of her life and how her experiences would be perceived through, I don't know, I guess what was then a a 2019 lens. Um, But I didn't know how to go about asking Holly to talk about that, so I just never did. Um, A little behind the scenes, I recorded the very first six episodes before the show ever aired. Uh, starting with Mike Clyburn, like I said, last May. Um, When the first episode aired in September, Holly actually reached out to me right away. She was listening to the podcast, and she just loved it. And I told her that I really wanted to have a conversation with her, and she was excited to do it. So Holly came down that very first weekend uh, and did an interview. A few days later, uh, Holly didn't want the interview to go out. She texted me and uh, I guess was just kind of afraid of what people might say, um, sharing with the family and asked that I not air it. So I was disappointed that I had a great episode that was going to be lost for everyone to hear. Um, But I never wanted the show to be about pressuring people. Um, When people say names on the show or they don't say names, I I really don't care either way. Um, If I ask a question and someone doesn't want to answer it, That's totally fine with me. Um, This isn't fun for me if people feel like I made them do it or I put a hardship on their life by airing something reckless. Um, At the same time, I try to balance that with doing an entertaining show. So I told Holly, I said, listen, I won't air the show, um, 
but let me do the show and send it to you and then tell me what you think. Uh, and so that's not something I would normally do. I don't usually send it to my guests prior. They hear it when you hear it. Uh, and so that's what I did. I did the show and sent it to Holly and she still said no. Uh, and so after doing the full show and sending it to Holly, uh, there was a part of me that was at peace really with with everything, regardless of, of what her decision was, I guess, because I had a chance to have the conversation in itself um, with someone that I always wanted to talk to. I'm pretty honest about you know my addiction to pretty girls. And I've mentioned this with other guests. But when when girls that you wish you knew when you were younger turn out to be fun and happy and nice people as adults, it's still a pretty cool experience to hang out with them and talk open and honestly about life and those times. So part of me was okay with the episode never airing because I still did the episode and I still had the experience and I was oddly satisfied with Holly's decision and the airing of the show was honestly secondary. And the fact that I had this unreleased show out there was a little cool. But I thought maybe at best, uh, I'd maybe chop it up into some bits one day with Holly's permission. A few months ago, Holly got over the fear of what others may say and was brave enough to allow me to air this episode. And I've just been waiting for the right time to air it. And I thought this was it since it rounds out a year of producing the show. Uh, again, starting with Mike Clyburn last May and this being the 20th episode and the final one before going to the new format of recording uh, in two weeks. All right, I'll shut up now and I will let this interview speak for itself. Here is my conversation with Holly Fiore. <laughs> so, all right, let's just start. Holly. Hi. Holly Fiore. Yep. You're the first of a few firsts for this show. You are the first guest to have a new last name. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You are the first guest to be here while the actual Italian market is going on. That's cool, too. Yeah. And you I'm are go shopping when we're done. <laughs> probably only about a third of the things here are going to appeal to you. I was probably, I saw live chickens. I was like, let's go break them out. I was actually a little worried that you would be just disgusted <laughs> no. walking down here and seeing yeah, the live poultry or the no. goat hanging in the window. I did not see the goat. Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that. I'm That's sorry. Okay. It's okay. We're not going to walk past the goat <laughs> hanging in the window. We'll skip that on we'll the We'll skip tour. the goat. Yes. Mm -hmm. We'll skip it. Uh, you're also the first guest to be here after the shows have started airing. Okay, well, that's fun. Yeah. So um, I don't I'm know excited. If, yeah. I don't know if you had expectations or, mm -mm. but you at least have a leg up in that, you know, okay. like what's happening. Yeah, I think it's bit. fun. I'm excited. Let's do this. So, Holly, you are part of a fun uh, little tidbit that I mentioned to Kim. Okay. In that you're in my memory of like the first group of female friends that I had in Shady fourth Grove. grade. Yeah. yeah. Roebuck. You were part of a, a fearsome foursome. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you know who, who was in your crew? Um, Lozano. No, Am no. I these thinking? are all girls. Okay. Gr oh, God. Ashley. Mm -hmm. Kim. Yeah. Me. And I'm going to go Eva, but I could be. You Anne. remember Eva? Anne. Anne Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Eva Watson. Eva. Well, she's McKinney now. Oh, wow. See? Yeah. I've lost track of her for yeah. many, many I years. Yeah. I used Birdie. I remember Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that was my uh, kind of like my first memory of you in fourth grade. Yeah. And I'll share the same story with oh, Kim that I remember. That's so God. Is <sighs> the five of us riding in the back of a bus. Okay. On our way to the Crayola factory. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. To, to, and listening to uh, Eagle 106. Okay. Bumping Technotronics. Uh, okay. Jeez. Uh, How do you remember this? <laughs> Shake your body for me. Shake your body for people. Uh, okay. Don't you know? Okay. Don't you know? Oh my God. Well, certain yeah. songs, and I, Kim and I talked a lot about this, certain songs have certain like memories like that trigger, trigger yeah. a memory. And that song, along with Salt and Peppers, uh, Let's Talk About Sex, okay, yep. are kind of intertwined with that moment, that trip. That trip. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't remember it. I'm trying so hard to remember it. And I'm okay. like, wait a second. But I remember, Ro- I remember Robux class. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun in that class. She was we like, did. I think mean, she was one of the best teachers I ever had. She was I, like, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was actually in touch with her a few years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. I would, tried. I called the school and I got her email and I emailed her. Yeah. Yeah. How Just was that? to say hi. Yeah. It was cool. I think she was moving, or I don't. I don't recall. It was. This was more than a few years ago. Maybe eight, seven, eight years ago. Okay. Something like that. I'm trying to. She came exactly. to our high school graduation. We were her first graduating class when she came to Wizahickon. We're yeah, the first I class of hers to graduate. I was not there. Uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that already. Yep, when you, I was not there. We will get into that. We'll get into but that. But I was not there. Yes. Let's go chronologically. Okay. <laughs> Let's start. We'll start back at Robux class. and then, Or you can go back further. Um, I don't. Where did you start Wizahickon? Uh, I started with taking in first grade. So Mrs. Shanley was my at Shady first Grove. grade teacher at Shady Grove. Before that, I was in Narstown. So I went to kindergarten in Narstown. I don't remember what school, but kindergarten in Narstown. And then we moved to um, Broadex, which put me in Shady Grove. Oh, okay. Well, Broadex uh-huh. on Michael's restaurant. Yeah, right. I was um, right off of Detweiler and Gordon. Okay. So I lived near like, um, actually, there weren't that many people from our like that I know in my neighborhood. I know there was like Michelle Wolf. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Was, uh, she was ahead of us. She lived in my neighborhood. It was a very um, shoppy neighborhood. Yeah. And Bethany, mm-hmm. um, she lived in the neighborhood adjacent to mine, but there weren't many. There weren't many people that I knew in our neighborhood. Were you in Broadex the whole time you were through? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. So we moved a lot. I was in Broadex um, up until middle school. And then moved to Ambler. So I was in Forest Avenue. I was actually in um, the Manor House right near the Cataldi's. Okay. Um, And so I was like right at the Forest Ave and then moved to Ridge and then back to Forest and then back to Broadex. It was kind of all over the place. All right. Yeah. There was a lot of jumping around. Traveling girl. Yeah. Not by choice. (laughs) But yeah. So, but most of the time I was on Detweiler, we were over in Broadex. Okay. And then, so what was, uh, what was the transition then to going into like middle school? I kind of feel like, um, I guess the, one of the theses of the show <laughs> is that, um, when you're in elementary school, mm-hmm. everyone is kind of eh, by force more or less together. Yeah. Uh, it was really friendly. friendly in elementary school. I feel like elementary school in Wissahickon was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like Shady Grove, I know at least was a lot of fun. Everybody was friends. Everybody got along. There was no... Like there were no real boundaries. Right. I feel like, you know, it didn't matter if you were into chorus and band or you played sports. Everybody kind of got along. Right. 
And then there was such a, for me anyway, there was such a stark difference from elementary school to then middle school. Like everything changed. It was like, whoa. What changed? Uh, well, for me, everything changed. So I get, I guess I like went through a thing where I didn't really like quite know where I fit in after that because I, like I said, I was moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't any real stability for me to like fall back on. Were you happy with what you were doing? What kind no. of things were you doing? No, I mean, I don't, I think that middle school was still cool for me. Um, and then I, I think that like I was starting to struggle academically. Like I wasn't um, really focused on school. This was like getting toward the end of middle school. Um, like there was a lot of moving around, you know, like my home life wasn't very stable. And um, so there was a lot of like floating around in that sense. So trying to find like trying to do that and then come to school and like focus was very, very difficult for me. So um, I think that I found myself getting into like a little bit of a crowd that I shouldn't have and hanging out in places I had no business being and doing things I had no business doing, but I didn't know any better. So it was, you know, kind of like, Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, that's, it is what it is. You you get over it. Don't get anyone in trouble, but can you (laughs) give an example of what you would do or where you would go? That would be, um, there was a lot of like K hall, that was wait. K Hall was high school. K Hall. We were talking about K Hall. K Hall. Yeah, K-Hall. I'm K-Hall's skipping ahead. K Hall's getting a lot of love. Yeah, I bet in the it social is. Social media right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there was. I was. Um, I think in middle school, like it still wasn't too bad. But I was hanging out in Penland. I was hanging out in West Ambler. I was hanging out. I had no business being down there, um, drinking, smoking weed. You know, doing yeah. stuff I had no business doing when I was 15 right. years old. Then school suffered and my reputation suffered. And then it was kind of a lot of little, 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 but I still had friends. Like I still had people that knew what, like what I was. Mm-hmm, the truth. That was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, just dove right in head first. Yeah. That's all right. Let's so you say that you had a lot of, there was a lot of, yeah. Which I think is normal in middle school, high school. But if I'm being honest, be honest, I feel like you were the most. Yes. About. I feel like there was a lot of that. I don't want to say person, but in my in my circle of people that Mm -hmm. I knew of, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, there was a lot of talk. Yeah. I feel like every every week you were like, yeah, there was like a a tall tale. There was a legend. Mm -hmm. There was a story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm guilty. You know, I listened to it. Um, I mean, but we're kids about it. People, people don't know any better. So if you hear something, you know, about somebody, you're going to be like, oh, my God, so and so did this over the weekend. Oh, my God, did you hear? And um, a lot of it. I mean, there was probably some truth to some of it, but most of it, I can tell you right now, is not true. And but you being like a young girl and being the topic of a lot of people's conversations, nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to believe you. They're going to believe the 10 people over in the corner snickering and laughing about right. it. Um, and that's part of the reason that I wanted to do this, to be honest with you, yeah. is because not everybody's experience in high school was like, yo, we had so much fun. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Like, it got to the point where I would cringe and like, like almost have anxiety having to go to school and face people because I knew that come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, someone was going to be talking shit. Like I could have spent the entire weekend at my house and 
I would have still come to school and someone would have been talking shit. Brand whether new stories that, and yeah, whether that been like maybe it was how I was presenting myself, maybe it was you know the company that I was keeping. Um, there was like a major lack of respect, so maybe I didn't demand that. I don't know. At that point in time, like a lot of people started experimenting with with other people, and you know, I think that I got myself involved in in matters that I had no business being in. I'm not saying that like none of it was true because some of it was probably true. I don't want to get into details, sure. but the a lot of it, you know, like was not true, um, not by any means. And it kind of like, it was really difficult for me for a long time after all that started. But I, I mean, I did maintain some friendships, you know, with people that knew it wasn't true. I lost some friendships. Um, things have kind of come full circle and made amends with some people that I wronged, people that wronged me have made amends. Um, I've actually gotten a couple apologies from people like, I'm sorry that I was an asshole to you in school. Like you didn't deserve it. It was just like the cool thing to do. So people, it's not the cool thing to do. Like teach your kids different because it's not cool. <laughs> uh, I can tell you. So, I mean, I think, yeah, when, when we talked about like, when we talked about rumors and yeah. things like that. Yeah. I would say that you were, and the weird thing about this is it's not weird, but you know, this is coming at a time, this whole interview is mm -hmm. coming at a time when like um, the word out in like social mm -hmm. is you don't talk about women like that. No, no, you don't. Well, there's now you don't. And there's now, also like the, right. the whole like anti-bullying movement. And we didn't really have that. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Um, And so, you know, to talk about to talk about a girl and to call her any mm -hmm. number of names, that was mm -hmm. something that that you would do to mm -hmm. spread it around. That's mm -hmm. something that you would do. Um, it, it was done maliciously. Like it was done with yeah. intent. It was done with intent. Right. The things that were being said about me, it was done with intent. But the thing is, is that most of the people that were talking, like didn't actually know anything about me. Right. So, um, but obviously it, it affected my life in and outside of school. Um, but I mean, it wasn't all bad. Like I, I had fun sometimes. <laughs> so, I mean, I will, I will just straight up apologize. Cause I That's don't even like, know if you, you remember, you no, confronted no. me once. I did. You did. Cause, uh, I got caught talking shit. I, well, it doesn't surprise me that I confronted <laughs> you if I, you know, I'm sorry. No, don't know. I was the one that should be sorry, but I denied it, denied it, denied it. But you were doing I it. I was doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, a yeah. lot of people were doing it. Um, it was a small school, so there was, I, I can, you know, think of maybe two or three other girls that were kind of dealing with the same thing, and uh, I feel like you were the most. But I was the most. Well, yeah. Not just, not just talked about, right? Everyone gets talked about, and and the way that you were talked about, I feel I was led to out. you. But I feel like it led to you being sexualized. You yes. were, uh, you weren't, um, you weren't a pretty girl to people. You were a piece of ass. Yeah. 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 I was. Um, and, but but nobody knew me. Like there wasn't, nobody knew me other than that. So I, there were, I feel like there was also a right. couple of us that had like the early development thing going on. Um, and that, I didn't know what to do with that. I was like 14. I'm like, what do I do with it? You mm -hmm. know, like, and I started getting attention and then I liked getting attention because I wasn't getting it anywhere else because I didn't fit in anywhere else. It's a really complex thing. You know, when you go from like being kind of geeky in elementary school 
and having like frizzy hair and buck teeth. My ears stuck out and I was super, super skinny. And then I like go from that to middle school, sixth, seventh grade. And I was like, oh, I'm getting attention now. Like people like me now. This is working and this must be why, you know? But then there wasn't really like anything under that. Like nobody knew that I loved art or that I really did want to do theater or that I rode horses my whole life, you know, and that I that had a passion for animals and, you know, really liked helping people because I was just this, like, piece of a Sexual object. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or so. that I was, like, really into science or that I loved literature. Like, there was – nobody knew anything about me and I didn't put myself in a situation to be, like, involved with those people because I didn't think it was cool. You know, I was like, oh, I'm I'm cool now, so this is working. And it really wasn't working. It was like sabotage. Um when I was when I was getting ready this morning, one of the things I was thinking about was um I don't think I know one thing about you. I've known you. Other my whole, than what people said. Other than mm-hmm. what people said. And um, I, you're someone that I feel like I've kind of run into at all stages of life. Mm-hmm. Um, every it's like pop up, yeah, every every five, yeah, and it's always fun. <laughs> uh-huh. But I feel like in these days, I know a little bit more about you. But I, I and even your family, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I feel like so much more mm-hmm. um, about as far as like your mom Social and your media. sisters, yeah. and and I used to work at the Wawa across the street yeah. from the recording studio. Yeah, so and you so see I'd me see, all the time. yeah, and yeah. so. Tell me, you know, you talked about literature yeah. and art. Tell me some stuff about you from high school era or middle or middle school era that I'm trying to think it's some of it's foggy, but um Did you have so you had hobbies? What did you I had I was my well, being as though my mom is a musician, so she's a singer-songwriter on the local like Philadelphia circuit. Um and she also travel travels internationally now singing writing That's songs. Great. Yeah, it's cool. It's great for her. So, um I was also kind of like bouncing around between like my mom, my dad, um, home life. And then my sister and I were always kind of like oil and water. She was super popular, cheerleader, you know, athletic, had like, she was in like the in crowd. And then there was kind of (laughs) me, me with like, you know, my big hoop earrings and my scrunchies. And it was like, yeah, right. You have a Nautica jacket? Oh, I had the Nautica jacket. Mm. I can yeah. see this in the my whole, head. I can see it too. And then like the dark eyeliner, like mm-hmm. around the lips. Yeah. Oh God. Ugh. Um, and like windbreakers. Mm-hmm. Am I going back to elementary school? No, that was still, no, middle, that was still school. middle school. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was, I really love to read. I love music. Always love music. Um, animals. Like I always kind of found like a little bit of a solace, you know, dogs. I always... Um, helping and my aunt was big in rescue, so I would help her with rescue dogs. As a and, kid, you were like that. Yep. Wow. Ever since I was younger, we had foster cats, dogs, goats, horses. Because you didn't bunnies. hear about that, or at least I didn't no. hear about that, like in the nineties. No. Well, there was no internet to put the yeah. you know to no, share memes is, and stuff. But yeah, um, I tried to be athletic. I tried to one at one point to run track. It was a disaster. I really wanted to play softball, but I was super intimidated by all the girls playing softball. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to suck at this. I'm not doing this. Um, so I just kind of, you know, floated down the middle. Partied. I partied a lot. Yes, I did. I partied too much. Did you have anything 
that you wanted to do as a kid that you thought like even if you weren't working towards it but you said you know this is when i grow up i want to maybe do this yes so um i was at one point had that like big dream of being like a biologist so i wanted to do like uh veterinary work i wanted to work with sea life i wanted to travel a lot um I also at one point in time really wanted to be like a counselor and to help people and to, you know, anti-bullying and help kids that are having a hard time in school. Um, it's actually still something that I might wind up doing at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of all over the place in middle school and high school. I'm trying to, yeah. I don't really think I fit anywhere. I just, I keep going back to that. But like I've been, ever since I talked to you, I've been trying to think of like, like where the hell did I fit? You know? You I mean like as far as, and like I was, you mean as far as like a crew? Well, just in school in general. Yeah. You know, like. But I don't think, and, and that's part of, you know, this show. There's so many like little intricacies about, in my brain about why I mm-hmm. wanted to do the show. But yeah, I don't think I fit like anywhere specific i had like a handful of friends you had your thing though like you were you were the theater and you know yeah, like, but it wasn't like um i think we all maybe felt a little bit like lost like a little wanderlust in that at that time in our lives i don't know yeah I, but you know I, I don't know my impression of at least like of me was yeah even if like you thought i had like a lane yeah i didn't feel like i was like the best in theater yeah. like in middle school i felt like i was big fish small pond no other guys did musicals right yeah. so i was the gay guy that did musicals that was like whatever yeah, i never thought you were gay no, but that's what like everyone <laughs> that's what you assume yeah. when you're like it's, it's well yeah 35 that's, but girls that's the stereotype and, right that's the stereotype and i still had to kind of and i had to just like grit through it because yep. i liked acting but uh-huh. i didn't feel like i was like getting accolades yeah. as like oh brad's killing it in his lane yeah. <laughs> the same way that someone might say like so-and-so is killing it in basketball basketball or, yeah. or the way Mike Mickles is it was killing really it in clicky. football. Yeah. Really, really, Liz Hagen's really clicky. And so, you know, my five friends would be like, yeah, Brad, great job. Mm-hmm. But that's where, for me, the yeah. accolades would end. It yeah. wasn't like something I felt like I could carry on or people would go, that's the guy from, from yeah. the plays. Yeah, I remember you from the plays. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I just thought it was great. I was seriously. I wish that I had had the um the the guts to do it. I did a. I did some stuff with your sister. Heather was yep. in. Man, might have been Dreamgirls. Yes, yeah, she was in Dreamgirls. I feel like she was hanging with like Ashley Chapman at the time, and yeah. the two of them were yeah. like in Dreamgirls. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. But she's in New York now. Heather is. Heather. Mm-hmm. Um. But when I would go to high school that shit didn't carry over even no. then there was like you know you now you're competing with like the jc whitakers of the world yeah. and like just all these other people all of a sudden there's just tons of guys there's that want to do it and mm-hmm. yeah kyle Speece is going to be in in the play oh and God. you're just like yeah you're just like oh this i've been, I've been the only guy mm-hmm. doing plays and so for me like i had zero lane mm-hmm. i was just a guy one of you know 80 people in this shit in the shit yeah, yeah. i wasn't in any shit i was just i mean but that's that's um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, middle school is just the start of it. Then so then you get to high school. <laughs> Holly brought I, her own sound effects. Yeah, I did. I um, I actually moved. So I was in. I I left Wisahegan sophomore year. Okay. Um, and went to North Penn, which was even worse because it wow. was like, yeah, it was like holy shit. 
or no, it was end of freshman year because I had to go back to middle school because North Penn started um, high school at 10th grade. Mm-hmm. So when I left Wissahick in mid ninth grade and went, I had to go back to middle school. I was like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're one of the only schools like that. Yeah, I was. In the area. That sucked. Yeah. That sucked big time. North, um, <clears throat> North Penn is huge. Yeah, I hated it. That's loathed it. So you moved to yeah. like Lansdale area? Yes, I was in Town Benson. Which is, you know, for people who don't know the Philadelphia area, the suburbs of Lansdale. Are, of Lansdale yeah. are, you know, we're talking like a twelve to eighteen minute drive mm-hmm. away from, from I was Ambler. still very involved. So Ambler was a hicken. But the idea that you move so you're not far, but mm-hmm. now you have to go to a completely different school mm-hmm. that is probably one grade is bigger than our entire high school. Yeah, there was something like 12,000. Like the the number of kids in that school is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like ridiculous. I have a lot of friends after high school that that all came from, yeah. from North Penn. So I would hear like in the, you know, comparison where mm-hmm. I can single out 300 uh-huh. kids, 350 kids yeah. from our graduation, yeah. graduating class. They don't know like more than 10 because they graduated there were with 1,200 and yeah. 1,200 some in my graduating class in North Penn. So but I actually didn't to. graduate from there either. So Okay, so let's go in order. I know. Let's back up. No, no, you're doing a, you're doing a great job. Um, I'm just skipping all over the place. No, no, you're but we fine. can go back to whatever you want to go back to. No, so you Open leave book. you leave high school or you leave Wizahicken yes. halfway through um ninth grade. Yes. And you have because you moved. Yes. And you have to now enter back into their ninth grade, which yes. is still in the middle school. Yeah. Um how long do you stay in North Penn? I was in North Penn till eleventh grade. Going from Wizahicken where I could have probably gotten some attention and help going from that to, to North Penn where I was just like a tiny seed in this huge pool of kids. Um, I just kind of, I drowned. I was wow. like, this is, I hate this. Um, I started going to tech school cause I thought, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, get my cosmetology license and start working straight out of school. Um, that didn't work. And not to say that it was all bad. Like I've got a very loving mother. Mm-hmm. She ever listens to this. I love you, mom. <laughs> but you know, I remember your thing, mom. Yeah, my mom's cool, man. She's she's cool. But yeah, so uh, it was a little it was a little crazy. I left North Penn for a little bit. I got kicked out for fighting. Went to Lakeside. Said I'm done with this. This is bullshit. Like I was too smart for that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually landed myself in a group home for a while because i ran away and wow. was yeah you ran I know, away from i home? was i ran away from home i just took off but i again like i didn't know well, like i guess it was like it was just i couldn't find anywhere in school because i went to school and there was no safe haven because everyone was talking about me and then i went home and you know things were now looking back on it, i'm like oh my god i put my mom through hell i feel like she was doing the best that she could at that point in time but it just things weren't coming together, which all contributed to me. The though I call them now the fuckets, you know. I feel like I've had the fuckets since I was like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't, but in hindsight, you know, it is what it is. When you were running away from home, mm-hmm. what was your plan? I didn't have one. <clears throat> I was kind of like I'm just. Like gonna go. Just gonna. Did you? Yeah, pack I just up wanted like, to. Did you pack up like a bag or? Yeah, I packed a bag, and I mean, I was local. 
I was. So you were just going to stay in the neighborhood. Yeah, with I was just else. kind of like an ambler and bouncing around, and um, things didn't really go my way. And I think my mom had had it with my shit, and she said, "All right, that's enough of that. And you're gonna, you're not going to stay home. You're going to go somewhere else." And that was a big wake up call for me. So after that point, um, I studied really hard. I got my shit together. I got my GED, and I traveled. So you tested out. I did. How old? I did not. I was seventeen. Wow. Yeah. Would you have been in eleventh grade or twelfth grade 11th. at that point? Eleventh. So. So then, what do you do? You test out, and you say, do you start to travel? Yep. So I took off, and I went to Florida. Um. So I lived in Florida for about a year. I just kind of traveled east coast, west coast, and I lived on Fort Myers Beach for a good while, like right on the Gulf. Mm-hmm. Did some soul searching. Um, which was fantastic. I lived with my uh, second cousin who was always my aunt. She was like one of the most awesome people I've ever known in my life. Rest her soul. She's not with us anymore. Mm. But um, that was a really like great experience for me. And then I went to California and I was living in Los Angeles County. I was out there for about a year. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. And I loved it out there. I was actually going to go to school out there. Which school? Um, I was in Cerritos, so I was going to go to Cerritos. They do have, like, instead of community college, they have junior college. Right. So I was going to go to junior college there, and then my hope was to transfer to USC. Um, and that, unfortunately, didn't happen. I came home to help familial um, situations. My mom was having my little sister, and I opted to come home and help help out. And I never went back. So... You go to Florida, were you, um, for better term, cleaning shit up? Yeah, I was cleaning shit up. I was like, nobody knows me down here. So it was like a quiet time for me to like reflect and say, all right, well, I'm not that person that everybody back home thinks I am. And I was tired of like, like you know, seeing people and having this reputation. I was just sick of it. It was like, this is, this ruined my life for a long time to be perfectly honest with you and i'm sorry to get heavy with it no, but you can get- i think that people need to be aware of like when when things are said about a person um it can really uh, have a huge effect for a long time and you know there was a lot of like well am i you know or did this happen? like it is just um crazy so i went down there and i changed my life can we can we back up? We can I, whack I feel way like, up. I just went when like, you say Doom. that. When, no, just when you say that, you know, I feel like um, you. I told you you when you messaged me about yeah. coming on. Um, I said that you. It's weird because when yeah. I the entire time I thought about this, you are specifically a person that I don't know a top five get or a top six. If I was to formulate Thank all I'm the flattered. names, yeah. <laughs> Um, to, you know, formulate the names in my head of who would I want, because I feel like what you went through mm-hmm. is so relevant for today. And we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, the way that people talk about women and mm-hmm. the Me Too movement. But mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. And for me, I can't put myself in those yeah. shoes because one of the reason I ask these questions mm-hmm. is because my entire image of mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. growing up came from strictly from rumors mm-hmm. about oh, did you hear about this person? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that person? Mm-hmm. That is my entire my entire idea, yeah. really, through like my, my teenage years. I had years. less of an idea, to be honest. 
But the, I don't know, I don't want to call it trauma because I don't want to speak for you, but the. And you can call it trauma because it was. I it, mean, it, but I don't blame anybody. Like, I, I'm not blaming anybody else necessarily. I guess I want to, I, I guess I kind of want to know a little bit about like what is, what goes on when you're, especially as a woman yeah. and you're getting, or a young woman and you're being, before social media, there's no mm-hmm. Twitter, there's no Instagram. So it's not yeah, like people, yeah, you're not even getting. And, and Nextel. Yeah. And that's, and that's still kind of new. But yeah. you know, when you're 15, you don't even have that probably no. at that point. So what mm-hmm. is. From a from a where you're getting it, or mm-hmm. is it just that you just come home from school and it's like, man, that was a rough day? Is it mm-hmm. that phone calls? Is it just there was a lot of phone calls. There were there was a lot of harassment. There were notes being passed. Um, I was jumped in the hallway at one point in time. Um, girls used to like come up to me and call me a whore, like just out of out of the blue for no reason. Like I would be standing at my locker and I'm like, what? Like what? I didn't even like do anything, you know, to um to warrant that. Um there I got followed home from school a couple of times. Wow. There were like on the bus, you know. It was literally like I didn't have a safe place to go in school. And then I felt like because of that I kind of put on this like tough exterior and then but I I it wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, but I I had to portray myself that way in order to be like not bullied so much. Um, again, because you're, you know, I'm a young girl. I didn't know any better. Like, I did some things now that I back then that are, I don't even like thinking about it. I think about it and I'm like, like, what were you thinking, you know? But, um, I think that. I just didn't, I, I, it's not an excuse, I don't know, but I just, I, maybe I didn't have enough respect for myself. I didn't value myself enough. The self-worth wasn't there. It was, and I just kind of like, I went where I got attention. And the girls were not giving me attention, the guys were. And there were a couple select that really were. And, you know, I used that to my advantage or what I thought would be my advantage. Um, but then rumors started flying. I'm like, I, that's not true. Like that never happened. Mm. Like, why would anybody even say that, you know, about someone, a 15 year old girl, like what, what's wrong with you? You know? Um, so it did a lot of damage and I feel like it did so much damage cause it was such a small school that I couldn't bounce back from it. You know, I tried to get myself into like a different crowd, but then I just started partying more and there was a lot of drinking and partying and, you know. There was a lot of that. What I went through was way different. Yeah. But I always had the feeling of, um, and that's why I think that the friendships go that the way that they yeah. went, because you are who everyone said you were mm-hmm. from, you know, sixth, seventh mm-hmm. grade on. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really hard. And it's mm-hmm. such a small group of people when you mm-hmm. all you do is move across the street. Mm-hmm. And it's the same people it's you've the known. Same people. You don't. You're never able to change. Mm-mm. Did you ever have that? Like, oh shit, I'm in a new school. No, it followed. I me. could change. Everyone knew you. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew Holly from Ambler was a hickin. Mm-hmm. This this yeah, and that. because there were people that went from that that crossed those boundaries. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such still such a small community. Mm-hmm. Even when you think about how big North Penn District is. There's a lot of crossover between Wissahickon and North Penn. So um, 
I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it was all bad. Like, I'm still friends with some people. Like, I still talk to Andrew Lozano. Mm -hmm. Like, his kids came to my son's birthday party last year. Um, I've been in touch with uh, Rena Lewis here and there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it followed me. It followed me, and it was not easy. When you went to Florida, Mm -hmm. you started soul searching. What kind of activities does that include? I mean, I lived on an island, so I just, you know, it was very like low key and it, I kept to myself a lot. I became a loner, which I still am to this day, mm-hmm. kind of like doing it, thing, doing things that way. Yeah. Um, and when I was in Florida, um, I just kind of was like, wow, there's a whole world out here and I don't really give two flying shits what so-and-so from Wissahick in high school has to say about me. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um. And then um, once social media came about, it was kind of like it was easier to clear the air, so to speak, and say, oh, wait a second. She's all right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So did you think that people held on to that? Yes. Do you think people still hold on to that? Um, Honestly, I don't know. I mean, there might be a couple, but I also, I feel like we're so thick into a time right now where... It's like realizing that a lot of females have been objectified and sexualized. And especially when we were younger, we were at like the prime of hip hop and we were at the prime of like music videos and and women like there being this very thin line between self-empowerment and being like. Deemed as like yeah, being exploited and being deemed as like slutty video vixen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, we watched all that. There was all it was all like I want to be like that. I want to look like that. I want to. That's how it was for me Mm -hmm. anyway. So, um, yeah, I kind of just found myself and was like, I this is not who I am. I'm not going to allow myself to be objectified anymore. and if anyone has anything negative to say about me, I don't really care. And if you want to know if something is true or um, you want to have a conversation, I'm all about it. You know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. So think before you talk because you never know. Somebody might look like they have their shit completely together and you might think, wow, they have a great life and they're amazing. And then on the, in the reality, they're having a tough time. You just never know. Were you ever able to have conversations with people about in, about, about this, like in school or um, at, I think so. You know, like a, an honest, like, hey, you think you know or you don't know. I or, think so, but I think that a lot of times I was embarrassed. So there wasn't really like a time when I felt comfortable enough to open up and say, Hey, would you back off? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not true and leave me alone back off you know um maybe i maybe i did um i know i've had some very honest conversations with a couple of girls um and a couple of guys Mm -hmm. that have been like yo what the hell is your problem go like please disclose that the information that you're relaying to people is not factual like this is not cool at all yeah um and at one point that was met with like no i'm gonna say what i want to say and at one point that was met with like, yo, I'm really sorry I did that to you by the same person. Okay. So that was, you know, peace was made there, mm-hmm. so to speak. I, uh, 
what did you do? So you thought about going to school when yes. you were in California. Yes. Um, I was in school in California. You did actually go. Yeah, I was in Cerritos. Okay. And then I had to come The home. junior college. Yes. And the then you came college. home. Mm-hmm. Um what were you doing out there? Um what was I doing in California? Yeah. I well, after high school I sort of switched teams and <laughs> and I had a girlfriend. So I was living with her. Heard that in the rumor. Yeah, those are rumors. That was all true. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I think that that was part of it too. In high school, I was like super sexually confused. But then I had a girlfriend. I lived in California with her. Um, came home. Then that kind of fizzled out. And um, then I had another one. So. <laughs> I ran into you um, yeah. probably about 10 years ago yeah. at a strip club. I bet you did. I remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Uh, what's the Was one in- The one on 611? Double Visions? Oh, my God. Double Visions. Yeah. yeah. I ran into you there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw you with I was, was with, with a girlfriend. Lady. Yeah, you were some ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet I was. It was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in my head, it was great. I yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, look I, at actually, that. I actually... Um, when, when I sort of came to like, that was a part of who I am and, um, I felt comfortable for the first time in a really long time. So, um, I became very involved in like, um, human rights and equality. And, um, I did a lot in that community for a really long time. Um, and I, you know, always steady relationships and, yeah. That came, I don't know if it's because like social, me- maybe you became more involved in social yes. media, but I really, really became aware of you yeah. at that time. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, you know, Holly, first you should know that, yeah. you know, as far like high school crushes, you're, yeah. you're probably up there. Oh, thanks. So, you know, to see that you're hanging with other pretty girls. You're like, well, hey. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> it was this the is, thing back this then. This is hot. And I'm like, See what's going on on Facebook yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Holly's hanging with this girl. Yeah. And, um, and you started getting sleeved up. Yep. And yep. I became really just like interested in like, wow, she's like doing some different shit out yeah. here. Um, costumes. Yeah. Uh, I'd see I, you hanging with Tara. Okay. Tara's like, I, me and Tara still, and we became close. I don't think anyone really knew how close we were when we were like 16. Okay. Um, she's very outspoken <laughs> in your face, does not hide her opinion for anyone. And that is one of the main reasons I love her. I'm like, we can disagree about everything. She she could say the sky is blue. And I'm like, dog, it's like midnight, you know, like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. But at the end of the day, we still come together and I've got nothing but love for her. Yeah. So we've kind of been each other's rocks, I feel like, through um, a lot of difficult times in adolescence and early adulthood. Um, and I love her very much. She's a good friend to me. I like her. She's fun. I talked yeah. to her she's, probably oh gosh, she's once a hilarious. month. I she's probably have like a conversation crazy. with her. Yeah. She's out of her mind and she knows it. And I love her. Did you ever have a boyfriend? No. Never had like a boyfriend? I never had a boyfriend. Ever. So this actually. was like, was your first, these were your first like relationships. Relationships. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even think, like, I didn't go on, a like, an actual date with a guy until I was in my 20s. Wow. So I didn't, like, mm-hmm. I didn't date in middle school, Good high school. Well, it wasn't my, <laughs> wasn't my, <laughs> was choice. my choice. It was just the, yeah, it was just the, the lane that I <laughs> fell into. Um, and so, you know, likewise, I didn't yeah. start dating until, uh-huh. you know, I was in my 20s. Yeah. 
Um, what did you, being that it was new for yeah. you, what did you kind of like gain out of that? that I imagine for someone that's working on self-worth. Yeah, I always had a hard time with men. I didn't know how to be like myself with a guy. It was weird. Like I didn't know what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. Or like if somebody was interested in me to actually like go on a date, I was like, why? You know, like mm. because that was never something wow. that I had experienced, even with like male friends, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it was weird. I, I felt more comfortable with women. And yeah. I was attracted to women. Yeah. So it wasn't, I was like, all right, well, this works. And that's when you, and then you come back to the area. Yeah. So you'd been gone for how long? Between I don't, Florida I don't, it was California? kind of like spread out. So, um, it was a period over a couple of years where I was back and forth and I was living downtown. I was living in Northern Liberties for okay. a while. Um, I was bartending, worked at a couple nightclubs, bartended at Shampoo for a while, mm -hmm. <laughs> bartended at Sisters down on 13th Street. Um, and then I was over in the Piazza. For a while, I was just kind of bouncing around. Okay. I, was, I wasn't I was really stable up until maybe about seven years ago is when I started to like settle down and eight years, stay in one place, seven, eight years. What did that? Um, Getting older and like, you know, you need to have some responsibility. And I was like, I got to kind of get myself together and figure out where I'm going to go next with my life and what it is that I want to do. Um. Then I met my husband, who is now husband, mm -hmm. and yeah, we just kind of. When you met your husband, were you still? Oh yeah, I had a girlfriend when I met my husband. <laughs> so we crazy because he um, was a he's a tattoo artist, mm -hmm. um, and we when we met, I was dating someone and he was dating someone, and the people that we were both dating were at that time like best friends. Um, and I knew the girl that he was dating, who I'm still good friends with now to this day. Wow. It's kind of like a web. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were dating and I will clarify, nothing happened <laughs> until I, we were like both very single people. Mm -hmm. um, but his relationship ended. My relationship relationship ended. I moved on and was seeing someone else. Um, mm -hmm. And then that you know, started to deteriorate. We hung out a few times, strictly friends. And I was like, oh man, I kind of like this guy is weird. And then, you know, we just kind of, we came together. And after about a year being friends, we started dating and the rest is history. Wow. Now we're married. Wow. Four years. Yeah. I have five-year-old. Wow. I know. That's incredible. Yeah. But, um, it was, it was awesome. You know, prior to that moment. Yes. Did you, so you've been back and you've been mm -hmm. in a couple of relationships. Did mm -hmm. you at any point start feeling happy or like you had, I don't want to say fixed because I think that's always like a yeah, constant. Yeah, I think I kind of just like removed that time of my life from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, there was a lot of therapy. Like I, I was in therapy for about five years dealing with some of the issues as to, you know, why things went the way that they did at that point in time in my life because I knew that I had potential. Like I was never stupid. Mm -hmm. um, I always scored very high on tests. Um, but socially I struggled big time and I had, I had a lot of work to do to overcome. How do you look back? Mm -hmm. So I imagine it's, you know, 
not that you dwell on it, but when, yeah. it, when it pops in your head and, and you've got a young kid and, and yeah. you know, do you think about a uh, boy? Yeah, I have a little boy. Think about like his future coming up yeah. in like school or do you reflect back on your time and, yes. and second guess still? Um, Just- I think that like my relationship with my husband is rock solid. So we are like a team with everything. Um, and I think that we live in like a time where it's easy to get divorced or it's easy to just be like, I don't want to get married. I don't want anything to do with that. Like, um, women are working more and more and more. Um, I'm a stay at home mom. I'm perfectly fine being a stay at home mom. Um, I love being able to be home for my son. I think that's where a lot of like my determination as a mother comes in is I refuse to allow my son to, to feel the way I did and to go through anything that I did. Um, and my husband comes from, you know, a family, his parents are still married, very stable upbringing, complete opposite from me. Um, and I just, I, my goal as a mother is to teach my son to accept people. If you see someone struggling, reach out to them, don't be someone that points the finger and throws jabs because you never, ever know what's going on behind closed doors. And kids now are so exposed to judgment, to like uh, it, it, the pressure on them now is insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like I can't even imagine being a teenager now. We thought it was hard. You know, now information is at the drop of a dime. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm, I've. My son is my life. My family is my life. So I'm I'm there one hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah. And he is um he's such an awesome little boy. It's crazy. I love him so much. He's like (laughs) Um totally like total game changer for me. Yeah. It's total uh, game changer. It's like full on responsibility. Full on responsibility. Yeah. Are you everything changes? Seem happy. I am. I am. It's great. Um you know, we have a small business. We have a shop right in town. So my husband. You want to promote it? Yeah, Red Lotus Tattoo, right in three hundred eight West Main Street, Lansdale. <laughs> um, and it's it's great. I'm involved in the business, and um, I'm got, went back to school finally. I finished last year, so I'm a licensed esthetician now. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's a skin therapist. So come to me for all of your facial anti-aging acne, whatever needs. Awesome. I can hook you up. Um, yeah. And, you know, but we decided as a family, I'm going to kind of hang home and make sure that I'm there for days off and chaperone for school trips. You should see it Mm -hmm. when I walk up to like the home and school meetings or whatever that I'm signed up to do. Mm -hmm. And I walk in, I'm all like tattooed. (laughs) You get like your soccer moms that are like, oh, (laughs) I'll bet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's cool. So that makes me so happy to see you, yeah. you know, happy. I am. Thank you. I got really lucky because I was able to get my shit together. I was able to get my shit together and, and get some stability in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my husband had played a big part in that. So he, um, we were really good friends to start and, you know, started dating and he always respected me and, mm-hmm. I haven't asked you like any, so we've talked in general about mm-hmm. everything 
Um, but I feel like I haven't asked like the superficial high school question. So every yeah, time like I it. do these interviews, um, every time I would do these interviews, like I, I feel like sometimes there's a responsibility to ask like the cookie cutter. Go for did it. Did you have a, but it doesn't always feel like it applies. That's okay. Right. Um, like, did you have a favorite class, especially since you left after, after or in ninth yeah, grade? Yeah, I think I did though. Oh, okay. I mean, so this is going to be really weird, but I loved Mr. Lazar's class. Did you have Lazar? I had Lazar. Yeah. I loved his class. I feel like he was just the weirdest history teacher I'd ever had. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed his class. <laughs> Am I out of my mind for liking his class? No. I hated his journals. Do you remember he used to make us do those journals? Mm, blue, blue, blue. I hated that. Yeah. But I liked, I enjoyed, I felt like I learned stuff in his class. Um, a lot of people bring up Lazar, especially yeah. here because he did a field trip here to the okay. time, to the Italian market. I wasn't market. on it. I wasn't either. Yeah. I went on, uh, ironically enough, it was on spring vacation, okay. spring break. And like, it was like on a Friday and I left on that Friday. Okay. And so I missed it. But everyone has memories of coming down here and buying like chickens or the, remember the, remember tag watches? Buying the, yes. no, the knockoff tag yes, watches yes, on the sidewalk yes, and, and all that stuff here. So uh, a lot of people have Italian market memories yeah. with, with Mr. Lazar. I remember Lazar and Herr Bray in German Herr class. Herr Bray, yeah. Um, he was one of my favorites. Um, I don't really have any other That's favorites. a good pick. That's a good pull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a least favorite class? Ooh, Mr. Brody. Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Brody. He hated me, man. <sighs> oh, he hated me. He was, I feel like he singled me out. So oh, if no. he ever hears this, shame on you. Oh, no, Mr. Mr. Brody. Brody. Did you like Mr. Brody? I did like him. But no, he was not, not from like a. He was not a fan of me. I and barely had him. I but. really tried in his class. I was always so bad at math. Hmm. Oh, I was so bad at math. And I remember like, like constantly raising my hand being like, I need help. Like, can you help me? Can you explain this to me in a different way? And he would just let me sit in class with my hand up like a freaking douchebag and at one point i got really mad and i stormed out of the class and i slammed the door so hard i knocked the clock off the wall and i spent a month in iss wow. so yeah i would say brody was probably my least favorite sorry yeah. brody sorry brody but you were not nice to me so i've been wanting to say that since ninth grade shame on you but um yeah you know it's good now I do a lot of stuff with like animal rescue. And yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to. You and Ashley are probably the yes. two most um, vocal about it. Yeah. But can you talk a little bit about yeah. like rescue and? So um, I do fostering. I haven't fostered for a while, um, actually, since the summer, just because I was so busy with my son, and you know, like my dog was having some health issues, so I was like, let me give her a little bit of a break. But um, I do fostering for a local rescue based out of Satterton called Salford Rescue. Um, they pull a lot of dogs from down south, pull dogs from ACT Shelter. If you're not familiar with ACT, it's an open intake shelter in North Philly. Um, they are overwhelmed with dogs. It's actually disgusting mm. to think that people have pets, what they want to call pets. They just abandon them, throw them out on the street, starve them, abuse them, fight them. Um, and that's something that has always hit me hard when I see an animal being hurt, I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've tried to do my part to help in however way I can. Um, so I've had 10 fosters wow. this year alone. Um, I like to volunteer my time a lot to help with those things. Um, speaking up for animal rights, 
big one against factory farming. I think it's an abomination uh, to treat animals that cannot defend themselves against human beings the way that we do. Like they're nothing more than a hamburger or a pork chop. And hey, if you want to, I'm I'm not coming on here as like a preachy vegan. I've asked Um, for this question. And so this isn't anything free. But I think that if, I think that it's our responsibility, especially with the conditions of our climate and our environment and the current, Um, issues that we face as like uh, a planet and as a culture we need to be conscious of how we treat not only each other but animals our decisions every day affect everything it's a domino effect Mm -hmm. you know it's a circle we're all connected in one way or another sure and we need to be aware of that so you know i always i always say if someone asks me i'm like like hey if you don't want to eat tofu and bean sprouts that's cool you don't have to but at least try to be informed if you can, if you can afford it, if you have, um, you know, the 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 ability to know where your food is coming from, try to do that. Mm-hmm. It's for your health. It's for the planet. It's for the animals. You know, I like to think the animal had a really good life. And as a girlfriend of mine said, you have one really, really bad day. And that sucks. But you spent the rest of your life, um, you know, out in a pasture, mm-hmm. chomping on grass and doing whatever you want to do. Doing cow stuff. Doing cow stuff, doing chicken stuff, doing pig stuff, and then you just have a really, really shitty day. <laughs> really shitty day, but, you know. You say this as we were literally across the street from the butcher From here, the, yeah, Mr. I know. Esposito's. I know. I passed one on the way um, to my hairdresser, and at one point, I like there's like a little parking lot across the street, and mm-hmm. I pulled in, and I was like, I'm sorry. And I can think like, God, if if I was not a mother, I would be so reckless. I would be like one of those <laughs> like crazy people that breaks into the slaughterhouse yeah. and like runs out with piglets under my sweatshirt. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, dogs are have always been a passion for me. I was raised that way. So I was always, always around animals, always had horses, dogs, everything, ferrets, awesome. cats, turtles, rabbits. Wow. Like we always had pets, so sounds crowded. Nah, I like it though. <laughs> you know, I'm pet sitting right now, and like the dog is taking up the entire couch, and I'm like loving it. I was like, let me get in there, and snuggle. Mm. <laughs> That's like a new phenomenon. I feel like yeah. the like I know everyone loves loves animals, mm-hmm. loves dogs. I grew up with a dog, uh-huh. um, but I feel like like especially with social media now, like mm-hmm. the dog love is so. It's heavy. so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really heavy. There's a lot of awareness coming about with um, like animal abuse, animal rights. Um, and I think that it goes back to what you're talking about with people are like not wanting to get married, not wanting to settle down, mm. not wanting to have kids, not wanting to live that like traditional Adult what our life. parents did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're getting dogs. Mm-hmm. And you can go anywhere. You can get sweaters. Hats, shoes, photographers, weddings, like it's crazy what you can do for your dog now. Yeah. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world I'll for never, dogs. I'll never forget uh first time I was at a bar and I, a couple of my friends came in for happy hour and, uh-huh. and we used to do this like every week. Uh-huh. And then they go, Yeah, we can only stay for about forty five minutes. Because you have uh, to go home and let your dog out. You have to go home and let the yeah. dog out. And I was like, What? Yeah. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. And then like Someone else came that exact same day, that yeah. same night, that same happy hour. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we can only stay for like 20, 25 uh-huh. minutes. Gotta go, let the, dog Gotta go let the dog in. I was like, what the fuck is going uh-huh. on? And 
I work an hour away from here. So yeah. like for me, I don't get home it until seven. Sense. Yeah, I can't. Um, but I'm definitely starting as I am like by myself yeah. in this, you in this house. Me. Yeah, I kind well, of like starting to feel. And pet sitters and I have friends. You have I to like find to find someone that you trust. Yeah. You know, and that's hard. And then, yeah, I'm letting someone in my house yeah. and all. And especially here where there's so many other things at play Variables, and there's a lot of noises. Careful. And I don't mm-hmm. know how comfortable a dog would be by himself in here when yeah. they're throwing corn in, in sacks down the chute. Yeah. It might be a little bit disruptive. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. We'll wait. You should wait. I'm waiting for the, waiting for the lady in my life to bring the there dog. There you go. To bring the dog in. There you go. Yeah, I, I, it's it's always been a big thing for me, so I'm happy to do it. It's a big responsibility. I have a four-hour max, and that's because my dog's older, mm. you know, so I can go four hours, four or five hours, but that's it. Yeah. If I'm gone any longer than that, then, I mean, we're lucky enough to have our shop is just a few blocks from our house, so I'll just be like, hey, if you're not, you know, if you don't have an appointment, can you please run home and mm-hmm. let the pooches out, or, you know, I've got awesome neighbors, so they'll help out um, with stuff, too. Which is cool. That's awesome. But I do a lot of dog sitting and walking and dogs. <laughs> dogs and kids. Dogs it's and like my kids. life is dogs, kids, and tattoos. Holly. So <laughs> it does my heart so well to see that that is what your life yeah, that's, is. And that's, and it's really cool. Like it's good, you know? Yeah. It's what it's it should good. be. It is. And you've, but you've got other stuff too. Yeah, I've got other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very fortunate to have a really fantastic circle of people around me. And to have a now very solid relationship with my family, with my mom. Mm-hmm. And Heather and I love each other dearly. <laughs> Said that in a yeah, most no, sisterly, the most yes, sisterly in way. In the most sisterly way yeah. possible. <laughs> um, we're fantastic. Yeah. I'm very involved in, in family life. And that's sort of like how I live now is to instill traditions and morals and give my son the most opportunities possible so that he can grow up to be a well-rounded, supported, happy adult. That's so mature. and I know, right? It's the truth, though. Like, that's what I want for him. That's cool. So, yeah, he's a cool little dude. He's very, very funny. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, he's You're funny. Thank you. Yeah. What haven't I asked you that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. About? Is there anything that you wanted to you were hoping you would be able to talk about clarify clear the air i don't know i feel like we started talking about that and i just kind of went off (laughs) no i think it was coherent to me yeah okay it was good no i mean i um i'm flattered to be a part of this and i hope i cleared the air you know if any like not to be self-flattering but if anyone was ever like curious or wondering or had opinions formed about me, maybe I changed a few of them. Yeah. Um, doing this. If I hurt anyone, I'm sorry. If you hurt me, it's cool. I forgive you. I don't know. <laughs> we were all adults now. Do you look you know? for that now? Like, uh, you know, yeah, from people that you. Yes, I do. I do. It's important because yeah. I don't like to leave um, like things unsaid and undone. I'm a problem solver. I don't like things to be unresolved in any aspect of my life. Yeah. Um, I like to communicate. I like to talk things out. Um, I'm very open about it. So, you know, and I'm honest about things that if, if I've done something to hurt somebody, it's, it's part of being accountable, you know, for your decisions and your, your life. So 
Um, I, I like to take accountability for things that I did. So I've tried to make amends with, and I've, you know, I've done that with a few people and we've been able to overcome a lot of things and understand, Hey man, we were kids. It's all good. Do you feel it now? Have you, has it been reciprocated to you as well? Like, so like, I apologize because even if you don't remember, I know that there were specific things. And so for me, remember, but but, I don't have any negative memories of you, but for Like, like people in general, do you have. Do you, are you kind of like you mentioned that there's uh, people that you're like, you know, oh, great. Good to see. You. And then other uh-huh. people, you just kind of keep it moving. Yeah. But are there people that you would you're looking for or remember or or not even expecting? Because that's so, I don't know, pompous, but feel owed an apology. Yes. Okay. Honestly, I feel like there are a couple of people that I wouldn't mind an apology from. Um, but I do. I. So I, I don't in any way, shape or form feel like it's deserved. Right. right. Do you know what I mean? That's but, on someone but if else it were to, to come, it. if it were to come, I would be grateful for it. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I think that we were kids and I think that kids can be fucking ruthless. Mm-hmm. And there were things that were done to me maliciously on purpose by a few people. And, um, I still, to this day, think a couple of those people don't give a shit and that's how they've lived their lives. And it's reflected in their lives and that's cool like it holds no weight on anything now Mm -hmm. um and there were people that you know i did wrong Mm -hmm. and i apologized full-heartedly and you know like i'm really sorry i didn't really like realize the the depth of you know what i had done or what i had said or or how that action might have affected you one of the things that with this podcast and especially like when i said you know wanting Mm -hmm. you to be on here to kind of tell tell your story and because i think that it's it applies to today but if Mm -hmm. if you there were a young woman listening yeah to this right now who is 15 in high school and she's dealing with that shit i would say respect yourself like know your worth that's what i don't don't listen to he said she said know your worth like find something that makes you feel good about yourself and run with it don't don't think twice about what anybody in your school has to think about it because at the end of the day it doesn't matter. Those people, man, when you're in high school, it feels like so in like it just feels like the end of the world, you know? Like your whole life is gonna be high school. Sure does. And it's four years. It's such a short time span. You have the rest of your life ahead of you. Like, who gives a flying shit what anyone has to say? I feel like that's just love yourself and know your worth and know your value and and stick with it. I I mean great, that's it's it's a great message. It's a it's a great spot to end it. It's like, yeah. Know your worth, girls. <laughs> well, the last thing that we do. Am I even in that? You're not in it. I'm not in it. But we need you to find a spot and need you to sign it. Regardless. All right. Even though I'm not in it, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Because I was in, like, do you have one from Shady Grove? <laughs> no. no, do you really? Oh, my God. Stop. I'm in the middle. Holy shit. You have that? Yeah, but I got to warn you. And you have the you. middle school one, too? I have the middle school, but I got to warn you with this one. Kim um, and I looked through this. Yeah. Is it? Um, I just got to look through this first just to see what I'm going to be embarrassed with. I, <laughs> oh, no. I've got some girls. I've got, like, at least one girl hearted out. Oh, no. Thing, so, um, 
Yeah. So we'll Just cut it off. Yeah, we'll cut it off before uh, before you I... start going it. But oh my god, there's Emily Arnold. I've seen her. <gasps> look at me. Her. Yeah, look, I was swimming. I wanted to be a nurse. I did work with um children for a while as a nurse's aide. Oh. Here, I'll sign this one. How's that? Yeah. Smiley face. Can I look through this for a minute? Yeah. This yeah, is the end Mark of the Baker. This has to be the end of the interview. All right. That was Holly Fury. It's not easy to put yourself out there, uh, especially when you've changed things about yourself that you didn't like before. Um, I appreciate the time Holly gave me and having the courage to let the episode air. Um, I only told a small number of people that I even saw Holly that day, and I described her to those people as happy. Um, we did this interview on a Sunday morning. It was bright and sunny. I was sober. And despite the seriousness of the conversation at times, uh, it was a very upbeat vibe. And I'm not a spiritual person, so this isn't like a phrase that I use. But Holly had like a, a great aura around her. So with all that said, um, thank you, Holly. And once this quarantine uh, is all over, uh, Red Lotus in Lansdale, if you are looking for some ink. In two weeks, my guest will be J.P. Meyer. JP was one of the face-to-face -face interviews I was supposed to do when COVID just started and I had to cancel. JP actually does some live streaming himself, so that made it really easy to connect with JP for what was my first video podcast. So that's in two weeks on a Monday morning. Subscribe to the podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and you'll be able to see JP at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. The Instagram is we weren't friends in high school, and I am at redshirtplaya everywhere. All right, that is it. I will see you guys again in two weeks on a Monday morning for We Were Friends in High School 201 and my guest, J.P. Meyer. Later.